Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. This is one of those stories sent to me by everybody. And the interesting thing is from the headline, I thought it was a different story because it's happened more than once. We're talking about somebody who is innocent, whose home was destroyed by law enforcement. And law enforcement has an explanation as to why they destroyed the home. And I've done a story about a situation where the uh, police basically chased a guy who was accused of shoplifting uh, into somebody's home, and they wound up destroying the home in the process of trying to get the guy out. And so when I saw the headline here in Forbes, sent to me by a lot of people, after Texas City refused to pay for destroying her home, woman wins landmark Fifth Amendment case. So a woman whose home was destroyed filed a lawsuit and won. And so I saw different variations of the headline depending on where you saw the story. And my first thought was, oh, it's that case about the shoplifting guy. No, it's not. It's not. So unfortunately, this is not a unique situation. Uh, I'm not saying it happens all the time or everywhere, but just enough to make me think it happened uh, more than once. Nick Sabilla wrote the story for Forbes. After police officers from McKinney, Texas, surrounded and assaulted Vicki Baker's house in an attempt to get a dangerous fugitive out because he'd barricaded himself inside, the city refused to pay for any of the damage. That forced Vicki to exhaust her retirement savings even though she had done nothing wrong. Now, she's retired and a cancer survivor. So she doesn't have necessarily just boatloads of cash sitting around to rebuild her house. Last month, in a landmark victory, a federal jury found in her favor and said that McKinney must compensate her $60,000, approximately $60,000. Incredibly, this is the first time a federal court has ever ruled that the Fifth Amendment requires the government to compensate innocent owners who had their property destroyed by law enforcement. Now, many people know the Fifth Amendment because people who are on the stand who don't want to answer questions plead the Fifth. But the Fifth Amendment is actually one of those uh, amendments that's chock full of goodies. And so it starts off by saying that no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, dot, dot, dot. There's all kinds of stuff in here, but it ends with, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And people often think life, liberty, and happiness. That's a different document. This document says life, liberty, or property. And obviously, this woman's house would be property. And without due process of law, that's one angle. But the other angle is, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. So your private property, theoretically, can be taken by the government. For instance, like in a condemnation case, right? However, it says without just compensation. So if they take it from you, they got to pay you for it. And the question is, when they destroyed her house, was that a taking? Or... On the other half, was she deprived of property without due process? So it appears the federal court has said yes. So here, Vicki did not challenge the actions of the police. She never said what they did was inappropriate for their jobs. She simply asserted that she was innocent and she shouldn't have to bear the cost of rebuilding her house, which was destroyed in the process. She said in a statement afterwards, my priority has always been to make sure that cities like McKinney cannot treat other people the way they treated me. I expect today's victory to send a message to governments across the country that they have to pay for what they break. Break it, you bought it. You've seen that sign before. 
After living in her McKinney home for years, uh, she decided to move out to Montana to retire. While in Montana, her daughter was staying at the home and preparing it for sale and had been in the market for about a year. But those plans changed dramatically in 2020 when a man kidnapped a 15-year-old girl and showed up at the house looking for a place to spend the night. Now, the daughter who's in the home let the guy in because the guy was armed and uh, she was scared. Uh, She actually managed to escape the house, and then she called the police. Officers surrounded the house, negotiated for hours, and they got the man to release the girl. He still refused to leave. And at that point... The SWAT team drove a Bearcat armored personnel carrier over the fence and through the front door. They detonated explosives to forcibly enter the garage, launched more than 30 tear gas grenades through the windows, walls, and roof. And by the time they found the guy, uh, it turns out that he'd already taken his own life. So it probably was a bit of overkill on the house, excuse the pun. The next day, with tear gas still lingering, The daughter had to wear a gas mask just to enter the house, and the house, of course, was destroyed. Um, Doors were smashed, blinds, fences, floors, appliances, everything needed to be replaced. A hazmat remediation crew had to come in and dispose of much of the things in the house. Uh, The dog, family dog, survived but was badly injured, and they think the raid ended causing about $50,000 in damage. So apparently they could save the house. It was not completely destroyed. They saved it, but it took $50,000 to fix the house. Now, they had buyers lined up. They already had a buyer for the house. The buyers backed out of the deal. It turns out that when you make an offer on a house and a SWAT team comes in and dishevels it to this point, you can back out of the deal. Uh, As is common practice... Vicky's homeowner's insurance policy wouldn't cover the damage because it was caused by the police. The insurance company did, however, agree to cover the cost of damages caused directly by the man who came in there. And as Vicky said, that was basically the cost of cleaning up the man's body. Uh, shortly after the raid, Vicky filed a property damage claim with the city, and McKinney denied the claim because. The officers have immunity while in the course and scope of their job duties. Of course, that's a question of whether you can sue the cops personally or sue them as a department. But the Institute for Justice, <laughs> I love these people, filed a civil rights lawsuit on behalf of Vicki, arguing the city's refusal to pay for damaging her house violated both the U.S. and Texas constitutions. Pursuing a fugitive is a legitimate government interest, says attorney uh, Will Aronin. But if the government deliberately destroys innocent people's property in the process, those people must be compensated. And the argument is under the takings clause, the takings clause of the Fifth Amendment. Private property cannot be taken by the government without just compensation. Typically, the clause is central to claims involving eminent domain, which allows the government to take private property for a public use like a bridge or a road. We've all heard of the stories before. They want to put a highway through this area. And it turns out there's a bunch of farms or something along the way. And they go, we'll buy the property from you, but you have no choice. You're selling it to us. And there have been a whole bunch of different cases on that. I've even talked about that before. The city of McKinney instead claimed that it was categorically exempt from the takings clause, 
arguing the Fifth Amendment doesn't apply to uses of its so-called police power. That includes not only law enforcement actions, but the general ability to pass laws to the public interest. They said that the SWAT team raid was a legitimate exercise of the city's police power and that the city didn't owe the homeowner a dime. Similar arguments had been adopted by the South Dakota Supreme Court and the 10th Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals, which governs Colorado, Kansas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Utah, and Wyoming. Fortunately, judge, in this case, firmly rejected the loophole. If the court adopted the city's arguments, Vicki's constitutional protections under the Fifth Amendment would disappear, the judge ruled. It cannot be the case that public good could be done at the cost of the individual. Not only would this be fundamentally unfair, the judge wrote, this argument is inconsistent with the Supreme Court's takings clause jurisprudence, citing another case where the High Court expressly said that a property owner has a Fifth Amendment entitlement to compensation as soon as the government takes their property without paying for it. Or, as the Supreme Court succinctly put it in a decision from last year, the government must pay for what it takes. So, again, we're talking about the takings clause, and that is, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. So, there are situations where they can take your stuff, but they got to pay you for it. And so this is an Institute for Justice case. I've talked about them many times before. And I always stress that um, I've said, I've studied their work. I've talked about enough of their cases to know that they're doing the work that no one else will do because it's financially impossible. If this woman had to hire attorneys and pay them out of her own pocket to try to get her money back, there's a good chance it would cost her more than she could recover. The Institute for Justice looks for cases like this, and people seeking help look for them. And the Institute for Justice is a nonprofit. I'm going to give them one plug and let you know that I'm going to put a link to them in the description below this video. Go check out their site. They are a nonprofit. It's tax-deductible, 501c3, I believe. So if you are so inclined, flip them a couple bucks. They are doing great work. I love this story. It has a happy ending. So many stories I talk about on this channel are where bad things happen, and I look at it and go, this is a bad thing. It's unfortunate that this happens, but this is how things are today. And so when I told you the story about the woman whose house was destroyed, whether they're trying to eject a shoplifter, um, that was a crazy story. But here is a very similar case, not a shoplifter, but somebody's in the house, doesn't want to leave, and the cops want to get him out. And in the process... Maybe didn't destroy the house, but they damaged it heavily. And uh, the Institute for Justice steps up, helps the woman litigate the case, and they get her a victory. So they're doing great work. So I love the Institute for Justice. The story is from Nick Sibilla at Forbes, and it's been covered in many, many places. Sent to me by a lot of people. Thank you very much, all of you. After Texas City refused to pay for destroying her home, woman wins landmark Fifth Amendment case with the assistance of the Institute for Justice. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Don't sweat the petty things, and don't pet the sweaty things.